2: Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus uh, on the line. Sam, how you been?
3: Been good. How about you?
2: We're doing well. We are, uh, you know, watching this Packers team, obviously, uh, effort towards the postseason and the top spot in the NFC. But uh, I guess when you get into the analytics, I wanted to ask you about three guys specifically. We know the guys that were nominated for the or, – or that are going to the Pro Bowl, uh, the seven Packers. But there's three guys, Mason Crosby, Robert Tanya and Kenny Clark that I felt also could have gotten nods. Um, let's start with Kenny Clark. What what do you judge a nose tackle on?
3: Um, really disruption in the blocking scheme. You know, nose tackle isn't going to get a ton of pressure though. In today's NFL, you need them to get some, um, and they're probably not going to make a ton of tackles because that's not really their job. But their job is to get in there and make a mess of the blocking scheme, disrupt blocks, cause holes to get squeezed, all those kinds of things, stand-up linemen at the line of scrimmage. And I think Kenny Clark, at his best when he's 100% healthy, is the best guy in the NFL at all of those things together. He's like the prototypical modern 2020 nose tackle. Um, But I don't think this has been his best year. Obviously, he got hurt and missed a little bit of time. But even outside of that, I don't think he's looked like the same guy. He hasn't quite got back to 100% healthy, it looks like, or at least hasn't hit the heights that he's hit in seasons before, particularly uh, as a pass rusher where he had really developed into a guy that could get some pressure. So Kenny Clark isn't the guy that I would, would bang the table for, but I think you're right on with the other two. And the other guy I would mention is Corey Lindsley.
2: Yeah, Corey Lindsley would be another one. He's had a hell of a season, and he has been a guy that I think at times has been completely underappreciated because you don't hear his name, and that's exactly what you want out of a center.
3: 100% agree. And, you know, we did PFF's uh, Pro Bowl team last week, and Corey Lindsley was maybe the easiest selection in the entire team in either conference. The gap between him and the next best center in the NFL this season, I think, has been a massive one. It's almost 10 PFF grading points his run-blocking grade is fantastic. His pass-blocking has been good. He's given up two pressures all season long. Hasn't been penalized. Um, you know, centers don't give up a ton of pressure anyway, but two over a season is pretty absurd. There's two ty- or two centers in the NFL have given up 30 pressures this season. Um, Lindsey basically hasn't been responsible for any pressure whatsoever all season long.
2: Uh, I wanted to ask you also about Aaron Rodgers. There's always the discussion about the MVP. He had his second lowest grade, quarterback grade, uh, this past weekend. Uh, you know, second only to what uh, happened down in Tampa Bay, obviously. But since then, everything's been over 100 when it comes to passer rating. But do, give me your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the season that he is having.
3: I think he's been having a pretty phenomenal season. Obviously that one bad game against Tampa Bay where, you know, they threw some things at him, but it it really felt like one of those days where just everything went wrong, you know, almost to the point where I don't want to say you throw it out because it was significant. It happened. It was an important moment, but I don't know how predictive that is of anything in the future. Outside of that, we've got, you know, a couple of reasonable games, and then everything else has been various shades of phenomenal. And right now, if it holds up for the last two games of the season, he'll end this year with the highest PFF grade we've ever given him. So higher than 2014, higher than 2011, 2016, whatever the year is you want to pick out as his best, this will be the best year we've seen from Aaron Rodgers.
2: If uh, When you start to compare him, Josh Allen is there now. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is having a hell of a season. When you start to compare those three, statistically speaking, grade speaking, is, is Aaron Rodgers having the best season?
3: I think Rodgers and Mahomes are very close together. I, I think those are one, two for MVP, for, you know, best quarterback, for whatever the, um, the thing is you want to look at it uh, via. And their grades are incredible. Rodgers is a little bit more um, risk-averse than Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't make as many errors with the ball or put it in harm's way as much. So the, the real separator between the two is Rodgers has, you know, about half the number of turnover-worthy plays that Patrick Mahomes does over the season. Um, but the flip side of that is, you know, Mahomes makes a few more special plays, you know, a few more plays where he invites um, a little bit of danger and, and makes something special happen because of it. But, yeah, it, it's it's an incredibly fine margin between those two guys. I think you're splitting hairs either way. And anyone that wants to make the case for either guy, I, I don't think you could, you know, fight too hard to say they're
2: wrong. When you look at it, because the, To me, the most valuable has always been which team could not do without. Is there a discussion as to what team statistically is better off if their quarterback went down?
3: Um, It's always a very difficult thing to uh, parse out, in part because it relies on how good the backup is. Um, You know, We've seen that Andy Reid and the environment in Kansas City, that they've been able to get by when, when they've had to turn to Matt Moore, when Patrick Mahomes hasn't been there. Uh, but I don't think that necessarily diminishes how special we think Patrick Mahomes is right now. You know, PFF um, has a, a, a data point in our Green Line uh, package that has essentially how many points the quarterback is worth to the spread if they were missing in a given game. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is worth the most points in the NFL. Essentially, the line moves 10 points if Patrick Mahomes isn't playing. But Rodgers is number two, and he's a point back. He's number, he's nine points. So those are the two most important quarterbacks in the NFL to their teams, at least given by how much the, the Vegas line would move if either one of those guys isn't in the game.
2: The uh, the Packers, one and two against teams with a winning record. Obviously, the Tennessee Titans come on the docket next. They have had trouble. The Packers have at stopping the run at times this season. Uh, we have seen their defense statistically get better over the last five games, five, six games, but... Uh, this is their big test because they have really not been tested since Indianapolis when they lost that game 34-31. But then again, they also turned the ball over four times in that contest as well. How big of a game is this analytically to see uh, to kind of gauge where the Packers are at as they head in towards the postseason?
3: Yeah, I think it's an important game to show that they can avoid getting dominated by a team like Tennessee on that side of the ball. Um, you know, the Titans, their offense relies a lot on a couple of sort of freak athletes, Derrick Henry, um, A.J. Brown. Those guys are just incredibly difficult to stop, whether it's yards after contact, whether it's broken tackles, whether it's just being too big, strong, and fast for you to contend with. Um, you know, Derrick Henry right now has uh, 1,200 yards after contact. That's by far the most in the NFL. These are the guys that can get loose and cause you problems if you don't play good, sound defense and, and rally to the football. Um, and then, you know, as if those two guys weren't enough, you've got Ryan Tannehill, who hasn't really regressed in the way we were expecting him to this season. He's taken a small step back, maybe, but he's still playing at an extremely efficient level, extremely productive, particularly in the last month or so. And that makes that offense really dangerous.
2: Talking with Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So as we look around the rest of the NFC, obviously the Packers hold the best record in the uh, right now, at least anyway, the number one overall seed. But uh, who is peaking right now? When you talk about NFC teams and down the stretch and teams that when we start to look at who's going to be dangerous in the postseason, who's peaking right now? I don't
3: know that there's any team um... – that really is, that any team that you would be massively confident is you know 100% together. Obviously, the Packers have the biggest win streak in the conference, um, but you know New Orleans are dealing with their quarterback issues with a uh, not 100% healthy Drew Reeves. Tampa Bay, we expect at some point to get everything together. They're on a two-win streak, but it hasn't looked comfortable. Um, and then the NFC West keeps sort of stumbling over itself. Seattle lost a couple of weeks ago to the Giants. The Rams just lost to the Jets. I don't know there's a single team in the NFC that's put it all together yet and, and gone on this kind of run where you think, okay, that is definitely the team to beat and they are fear you know, fearsome and imposing and, and the best the NFC has to offer. I think that's still to be worked out to see if any of these teams do catch fire in the postseason.
2: I really thought this was gonna be the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's not to say they can't turn things around, but yeah, you know, three straight losses, losing last night in the largest spread since the Super Bowl era began—fourteen and a half points. They were favored over Cincinnati and to lose that ball game. What's going on in Pittsburgh?
3: Yeah, and I think last night was the big one. Um, the previous two games, it's not that you can dismiss them, and I think there, there were losses coming on their schedule, but we didn't um, expect it to be a terminal problem. And Cincinnati has been a get-right kind of game for a lot of teams this season. The Browns have kind of bounced back twice against Cincinnati, uh, and they're not the only team. And we were sort of saying, look, if Pittsburgh doesn't get things right against Cincinnati, then you have some real problems. And that's exactly what happened. Ben Roethlisberger just hasn't been um, efficient over the last little while. Earlier in the season, he was putting up some okay numbers, but the data sort of said when you looked at how he was playing throw-to-throw – that this was kind of a tightrope act, or a high-wire act. This was playing with fire, and at some point, the regression was probably going to hit, and the lack of efficiency from this offense was going to start to show, and that's really what's happened. They just haven't been able to get things moving. It's one thing when you're playing Buffalo, it's one thing when you're playing Washington, but when you're playing a Cincinnati Bengals defense, it just hasn't been able to stop anybody, and you still can't get anything functioning, and your your quarterback um, looks bad, that's that's not an easy fix when you're just a couple of weeks away from the postseason.
2: Sam, is uh, Kansas City the clear and away above favorite in the AFC?
3: Yeah, I think they are. Um, the entire league right now is sort of Kansas City, and then who has the best shot at stopping Kansas City? Uh, they just—they're so good between the receiving core, Andy Reid in the offense, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, the defense is able to hold up its end of the bargain enough um, that they just have such a huge margin for error so even when they don't play particularly well they're able to beat teams you know they they haven't been necessarily covering the spread or blowing teams away but it's because they're still making a lot of mistakes and it doesn't matter you're you're no matter how many errors they make or how well you play they're always in the game and always um seemingly just enough to, to escape with a win so it's going to take one of these teams catching fire or having a sort of perfect
2: game to beat them Sam, great to talk to you. We appreciate it, and I'm sure we're going to touch base once we hit the postseason as well, okay? Anytime. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, pal. Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years uh, they've been doing it.
0: Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix